Dr. Howard Svi Goldschmidt is a cardiologist at the Valley Heart and Vascular Institute in Bergen County, New Jersey, and volunteers for several weeks each year at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Dr. Goldschmidt, who is in our studio, is also now the brand-new president of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Dr. Howie Goldschmidt is also one of our favorite guests, and he is here in studio, and we say welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's great to be back and seeing you again. I appreciate that very much. It's great to have you here, and we we always love talking about Shari Tzedek, and you said to me uh, off the air that the most recent time you visited Shari Tzedek was in the month of May, actually just uh, a little short time ago. And I would guess it was as exhilarating an experience, just like the ones you've described to us in the past. Yeah, I make a short visit in the fall and in the spring, and then in February I'm there for most of the month. And in the spring I was just there for two days, uh, and I try to make myself as Sorry helpful as possible while I'm there. Uh, they, I, I go on Tuesdays because Tuesdays they have their weekly echocardiography conference, which is my subspecialty within cardiology. And whenever I go there, I give a talk uh, in, in English uh, with uh, Hebrew commentary along the way from the crowd and from me. And uh, it goes over very well because there are only two other echocardiography attendings uh, in the hospital. And when I'm not there, each one of them has to prepare a talk every week so, or every other week. So while there, are a t- there is a team of cardiologists... There are only a couple with the specialty you described. Yeah, there's basically uh, two full-time and uh, two part-time who are there uh, for less than a day a week, each of them. So when I'm there, I help them a lot. They get out much earlier. They uh, can take they can take a few days off to work on their research projects, on their administrative work. And, you know, it, it's nice to be so helpful to them. Is it hard to stay up to date on your specialty? Well, I spend uh, a couple hours every week reading journals. So literally, I guess yeah. it's like that in every aspect it's, of medicine. It's right? just you know you have to you have to devote time on the weekend uh, to do it. I just I think the impression always is that when it comes to cardiology, and again, this could be in every single medical department, but it seems to the average person like myself when it comes to cardiology, it just con- constantly evolving. Like it's amazing the progress that's being made. Yeah, I think it much much more so than in many other right. medical specialties. So it's not just and, an impression; and, it's and, a reality. And all the uh, advances are in developing new devices, new equipment, and that's that's where my work figures in. We do uh, valve repair using uh, equipment that can be introduced through tiny incisions in the thigh rather than opening the chest. And it's it, it's exciting, and uh, we're always going to conferences and 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 learning about the new equipment. And at Sharet Tzedek, uh, a good friend of mine is Professor David Merkin, uh, who was previously the director of experimental cardiology at Sharet Tzedek. And he got involved with developing a new mitral valve, and he became only part-time at Sharet Tzedek because developing a valve is a very, very time-consuming process. And uh, while I was there in February, I actually went with him and one of the other ultrasound people to a research facility, which we can talk about later if we have time, uh, where we put the valve into, or I watched them put the valve into three animals uh, consecutively in a special operating room. Did they work? Well, they work initially, and the, the, the idea is to, some, one, of the, one of the animals gets, uh, unfortunately, sacrificed right away to see how the valve is sitting, and the other two get put back into the pen, 
and uh, they're watched for months and see how they do. But, you know, the translation from animal valve to human valve takes time, although the earlier prototypes of this valve were put in in Europe with very good results. It was just very difficult to put in, and uh, David Merkin is really one of the only people who has hands good enough to put that valve in, so he realized that the newer generation had to, of valves had to be easier to put in. We are always fascinated by the relationship between the medical community of Shari Tzedek and the medical and philanthropic, commu philanthropic community of the United States. It's a unique relationship that I think every hospital, some hospitals claim to have it, um, but I think Sharid Sedek might be one of the only ones that really does have it. It's remarkable how there's this bridge that connects the two, uh, your group, right, M medical group, uh, your medical expertise, and the medical group in Sharid Sedek, and then again, now that you're president of the American Committee, you could address this as well. The philanthropic group that you know so badly wants to support the work of Shari Tzedek in Jerusalem. And again, there are others who make this claim, but I don't think anybody does it better than you guys. Well, the Shari Tzedek staff is very international. So the hospital is, is used to having doctors from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, England, and of course Canada and the United States. And, Coming and going, uh, many of them have made Aliyah. Many of the junior doctors at Shari Tzedek, after they finish their training in Israel and are, come, and are completely trained in whatever specialty they're in, will then go to uh, London, Toronto, or, or Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic for two additional years of fellowship training. Wow. So they, they come back understanding how medicine is practiced everywhere outside of Israel, and they bring back all the new uh, developments that they've learned and all the new skills they've picked up in these super high volume hospitals where they train outside of Israel. I'll move away from cardiology in a minute, but I'm curious. You're, you're there in May. The previous visit was the previous May or the, other no, time? No, no, I was there in February for February, the May. for the month, and this coming February I'll, I'm going to extend. I'm going to start mid February, mid March, so I can be there for Purim. <laughs> That's cool. Do, does that department change a lot in that period of time? You go back. It, it, are things very different? Do you see the progress if you're there just three or four months later? Uh, st streamlining of procedures and workflow on patients is, is constantly improving. And you see it. I see that. I wow. see that. In terms of the staff, there's actually very little turnover because everybody who comes to work there loves working there. The <laughs> teamwork there is amazing. The, these are people who've been working together for 20 years, and it's not just the doctors. It's the nurses in the coronary care unit. It's the nurses on, on the cardiac floor. It's the, 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 the Arab guy who, who uh, is the janitor in the cath lab. Every year he sees me and says hello to me. And it's, it, nothing changes in terms of the staff. And then every year they add one or two new attendings. And, you know, less commonly people retire, but everybody wants to stay there. It's unbelievable. All right, Dr. Howard Goldschmidt is here. How did they convince you to be president of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem? Uh, it was ego. <laughs> I, You're I, willing to admit I, it, huh? I, I can't say no. I couldn't say no. 
<laughs> so it was not one of these long processes that take negotiations no, no, and stuff? No, uh, no I would, I, I'd be a fool to say yes to something somebody didn't ask me to uh, ask me about on the spot. I thought about it for a little bit, and I said, look, I have the time. My, my, my kids are growing, grown. My practice in the U.S. is, is mature. I have a lot of help in my practice. I, I don't take as much call as I used to, so I, I really have the time to do it. It's a, it's a project. You officially took over when? July 1. And, um, you know, every president of any organization, of any synagogue, of any institution, wants to leave their mark, has certain goals that they've set for themselves and for the organization under their leadership. Did you come in with a, with a certain mantra or come in with a certain agenda where you said this is what the Goldschmidt presidency is going to be concentrating on? Absolutely. So what... Before I started, the, the project that they're raising funds for is, is the Cancer Center right. and the Radiation Therapy uh, Building, which uh, is in a place next to the hospital that used to be a parking lot right. where they dug a hole that's uh, eight stories deep, and now they're, they're putting in radiation therapy equipment, which Shari said didn't previously have. Wow. And they've gotten, they've gotten nice contributions. So that, that project is, is running along smoothly, but my, my personal interest is the next project, which will start in a year or two, which is building a new emergency room to double the size of the current emergency And we room. should note that this emergency room is pretty impressive. But it, we, you need more space. And we you need, need more space. Right. This emergency room is fantastic. Right. They actually just built a separate radiology department right next to the emergency room to uh, basically speed up the throughput of patients. Uh, But the problem is this emergency room just doesn't have enough beds. People are on gurneys sometimes for a a few hours waiting to get into a a real bed. And the the gurneys are in the hallways. And when it's really busy, as Todd Salute, the uh, ER director, points out, the gurneys start encroaching on the doctor's space and the the nursing station. Hard to work. It's it's hard to work. But, you know, as a cardiologist, I spend time in that emergency room. I teach the uh, ER doctors how to do uh, emergency cardiac ultrasound. So I feel much more connected to the emergency room than I do to the cancer program where I have very little contact. Right. So the emergency room needs to double its size. And uh, sometime in the next year or two, that fundraising campaign will start. And I'd like to see that as my signature of my presidency at the hospital. And you walk around now at the hospital, and obviously you'll do this on your next visit, and, and this is what you're seeking out. You're seeking out conversation with, with doctors and others, other personnel to find out what do you need, what will make your job easier, quicker, more efficient, better for the patient, et cetera, et cetera. And, and these are the types of things they tell you. We need a better emergency room or a bigger one, I Bigger one, right. bigger one. And the reason we need a bigger one is because uh, Sharet Sedek has become a much busier hospital. It is the hospital that's closest to downtown, uh, so ambulances come there more than any other hospital in the Jerusalem area. Right. And uh, another thing is that the aging population of, of Jerusalem is growing uh, because of advances in health care, including and especially in cardiology and in valve replacement, we have many, many patients in Sharet Tzedek who are in their late 80s and 90s and doing well at home. But, you know, somebody like that is frail. If they get sick, they often need to be taken care of in the emergency room for what I call a quick tune-up to, you know, make a diagnosis, see what's wrong, start whatever drug, or make a little adjustment and send them home. And you need a very big emergency room to be able to cope with that. 
Plus, you didn't even mention yet maternity, which is uh, what Charit Tzedek is known for internationally. Ins- wonderful, I was about to say insane numbers, wonderful numbers in terms of births. And obviously, you know, you're constantly getting a lot of traffic for people who are, who are about to give birth there at the hospital. We, yeah, and we hit a big milestone this summer, 400,000 yeah. babies uh, born since they started electronically compiling the data in 1982. Unbelievable. And the, the 400,000th baby was born to a couple who were are employees at the hospital and met at the hospital. So it's a nice thing. It's like a Camp Morasha man. <laughs> I was going to say that they met there by Sherrod at Sharet Tzedek. And, and, and the total number of births between Sharet Tzedek and the satellite at Bikr Cholim uh, in, in downtown Jerusalem is is twenty two thousand a year, which is the most in the Middle East. Wow, unbelievable! And and uh, when when the Bikr Cholim arrangement started, people were skeptical how that would go, and that's going pretty well, right? Uh, for for maternity, uh, but in, in order to consolidate care and and make things efficient, uh, most of the inpatient services at Beaker Holim have been shut down. It's still a a, a big outpatient clinic. Wow! And a lot of the Beaker Holim doctors came over to Sharet Zedek, and they you know they it, it made the staff bigger. But it's it's funny because you'll talk to somebody and you say, oh yeah, he's one of the Beaker Holim doctors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his background is. And because the Beaker Holim doctors have only been there now for ten years, and the other people have been there for twenty, thirty. <laughs> That's how these things work. Doctor Howard Svee Goldschmidt is here, cardiologist of the Valley Heart and Vascular Institute in Bergen County. Several weeks a year, he's at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem volunteering, and now all that volunteerism has gotten him the. Uh, uh, the position of president of the American Committee for Shariatetic Medical Center that started uh, back on July the 1st. And there are a lot of things going on at Shariatetic, to say the least. I do want everybody to please circle the date of November the 20th. That's when the Heart of Jerusalem Dinner, which is always an incredible gathering. We've been there before. It's an incredible gathering for Shariatetic and its supporters. Uh, takes place at Gustavino's in Midtown Manhattan. And this year, as I, I guess everybody assumed... Uh, for the last few months. This year, Professor Yonatan Alevi, uh, the longtime director general, is going to be honored. It must be incredible at this point to have such a nice relationship with him. He he is outstanding. Uh, I've, I've known him for about the last five to ten years, and every time I sit with him, I learn things. And he is a master hospital administrator and a master physician. He calls himself what's called a comprehensive internist, which means somebody who has a specialty in internal medicine but is really very well-versed in all the other specialties within internal medicine. And listening to him talk, it's, it's the truth. He knows everything in medicine. Uh, as an example, last year I was there for their weekly grand rounds, and uh, the presentation was about something having to do with uh, kidney failure caused by... Uh, intravenous iodine dye used in CAT scans and angiograms. And the, and the five different department members each gave a, a bit of a presentation. That's how they do the Wednesday morning grand rounds there. They have, they have the senior people and the junior people all speaking. And at the end, Yonatan would get up and always make remarks at the end. And he got up at the end and he quoted an article that had been in New England Journal only three weeks beforehand that was totally apropos to the subject matter of the conference, which, 
you know, for for any professor is impressive to do something outside of their specialty. But for a professor of medicine who's also running a hospital with a thousand beds and making tough decisions every day, starting before dawn, leaving in the dark, it's it's amazing that w- what he has done. It certainly is. Did you have an opportunity in May to meet up with uh, Dr. Merrin, the new director general? Yeah, well, Dr. Merrin is a cardiothoracic surgeon, so I had uh, interfaced with him when we do procedures on his patients in the cardiothoracic ICU. We do transesophageal echoes sometimes on the post-operative patients. And Marin is amazing, too. He's, uh, he, he's been at Charit Sedek for 28 years. His father was a prominent ophthalmologist. He was training in ophthalmology when Yonatan Halevi said, we really need another cardiothoracic surgeon. Would you mind switching specialties? That's what happened? Yep. Holy cow. And, and, he realized that he and, had that. And he, and he went from, he went from uh, facing a, a nice career as an eye doctor, <laughs> never getting up in the middle of the night, to becoming a cardiothoracic surgeon, doing long, hard operations, and then eventually becoming a trauma specialist, right. running the, the, the world-famous trauma ER. I was just going to say, at, the, the, that background certainly helped him do that. Zedek, yeah. yeah. And, of course, uh, not everyone realizes this. He's a, also a reserve colonel in, in Sahal, right. and he runs the, the Sahal Field Hospital that uh, was recognized by the World Health Organization as, as the best field hospital uh, of any country in the world. And they've gone to natural disasters yep. in Nepal, Japan, Haiti, Haiti. Yeah, if you know of any natural disaster where Israel is welcome to help, you know he's going to be on the ground there. Right. Simple as that. Unreal. Yeah, and my, my good friend Avi Alpert, who's one of the ER doctors, is also on the team. And they, they get they get a couple hours notice. And uh, uh, on, on the air base, there's a lot of equipment that's already ready to be put onto a big transport plane. And they, they hit the ground after they send first uh, a team that, that secures the area and makes sure that it's a safe place to set up. Uh, their tents. Unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Howie Goldschmidt is with us. He is the president of the American Committee for Shire Tech Medical Center. Again, I ask everybody to circle November the 20th. We have an opportunity to honor Professor Yonatan Halevi uh, that night at Gustavino's in Manhattan. Uh, let's talk timetable for a minute. So the Cancer and Radiation Therapy Center could be completed when? I mean, like, what's the... Uh... It's, it's still a couple of years to go, but uh, like all these projects, once the financing is there, then uh, the, the building the building moves on, right. and uh, then we can start uh, working on the the ER project. A couple of years does not sound like a lot of time, frankly, because uh, for those who of us who have seen the campus and know what kind of work it was just to set things up to get this project well, going. The excavation yeah. was, was a huge. Project. And in Jerusalem, that's not easy. Yeah, luckily they didn't come across any artifacts. Exactly, because <laughs> that could have stalled things for quite a while. And then after that, the ER expansion. We must talk for a minute. Um, about uh, about the stroke care because um, uh, this is again we know many of us who've followed this for the last couple of decades know the reputation Shari Tzedek has both in maternity and in cardiology and both of them are stellar reputations. What what many may not have realized over the last few years they have gotten this stellar reputation in stroke care and continuously are saving people who are symptomatic come to the hospital and because of their expertise, thank God the patient avoids what could be years. Of, of terrible diagnosis and frustration, and instead, you know, within days can go back to a normal life, which is, talk about saving lives, that's simply remarkable. Yeah, the, the, the stroke system works really well. There's a special neurologist who's 
who's called a strokeologist, wow. who's an expert on, on stroke care. He trained in Europe, and he is there almost every day, all day, and, and, they are, and, and comes in at night. And if there's a stroke, the patient gets evaluated right away. They get a regular CT scan and a CT angiogram perfusion scan, which determines the extent of the stroke and determines whether the patient is a candidate to get a clot buster drug. And if they're, if, they're, if they're a candidate to get a clot buster drug, which is called TPA, they get it right away. This is analogous to what we were doing with heart attacks already 20 years ago. Right. But the, the, the recent development over the last five years is that there are a lot of patients who, for various reasons, can't get a, a, a clot busting drug. And then we have a secondary treatment, which uh, is basically an, an intervention done with a, with a catheterization. But the catheterization, instead of catheterizing uh, heart arteries, catheterizes brain arteries. They go through the carotid, carotid artery. And we have an interventional radiologist, Dr. Amsalem, who is a world's expert on this. And they basically go in there with a catheter that pulls out the clot. Oh, sorry about that. Pulls out the clot and restores flow to uh, the jeopardized brain tissue. And everything you just described is happening in a matter of very fast, minutes. very fast. We're talking about because minutes. Because you know the mantra is time is brain. Mm -hmm. More so than in the heart and the brain, you really have to move quickly. And and this the system is set up. They recognize immediately when a patient comes in, or or uh, Madab Magen David Adom will call from the field that they have a stroke patient. So everything moves extremely quickly. Uh, and the patients get treated uh, door to needle time uh, extremely rapidly. And is and Israel, uh, the Ministry of Health of Israel, cited Sharet Sedek for its advanced stroke care. It's pretty amazing, and uh, it's so comparable now to what you described in terms of the treatment that that you would uh, would perform when it, at a cardiac arrest. Now they literally call it now a brain attack, the same way we refer to cardiac as a heart attack. That's what's happening in the brain, and you're able to or the personnel there is able within minutes to clear things up. And as, as I know from our family's experience, if it doesn't happen, we're, you're talking about a very difficult life ahead, to say the least. So they are really saving lives in a very unique way. I remember one patient from two years ago. I was in the emergency room, and I watched the evaluation. They brought him in. that He was at Daviding, and he got stuck in the middle of Ashray, and he knew that there was a problem, and, it, and his son-in-law brought him right over. Because the speech was either slurred or stopped. Yeah. Dr. Goldschmidt is here in studio. And finally, we have to talk about, uh, especially in your role as president, um, there are tremendous economic challenges in Israeli health care. We, we've read about hospitals in Israel that are going through very difficult situations. There, the impression is that the government of Israel takes care of all these problems. You can attest to the fact that that is not the case, correct? <laughs> that, no, the, well, I'll explain Sharet Sedek's unique financial situation. Go ahead. Most of the hospitals in the country get a lot of support from the state, and depending which which town they're in, if they're in Tel Aviv, they also get a lot of support from the Tel Aviv municipality. Mm -hmm. A lot of the hospitals are partly owned by one of the Kupot Cholim, like like Meuchedet, Klalit, uh, Maccabi, but Sharet Sedek uh, doesn't get any of that. They get minimal 
up until now, minimal support from the state and also the city of Jerusalem because of its very poor population just doesn't have the funding to support a hospital. So Sharet Tzedek is, is in a unique position of being almost a private hospital in terms of its support, not in terms of, uh, of, of the care it, it provides. It provides care to all comers. And as a result, uh, new programs have to be funded from uh, philanthropic sources. And the philanthropic sources traditionally have been uh, outside of Israel, North America, Europe. But now it's it's starting to grow within Israel. They they you know they 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 got a huge uh, donation from somebody who was an Olaf from outside of Israel who started a fund in Israel, hedge fund in Israel, and now gave a big donation. So we're starting to get more more funding from Israelis. But the the costs are, are huge, and building a new cancer center, building a new ER, uh, we have to. Uh, basically bring in uh, more philanthropists and get more contributions in, in order to pay for this. And if people saw just how much each piece of individual equipment costs, they would be astounded. I mean, some of these uh, some of these pieces of equipment are in the millions. I mean, Right. But the one thing that Shari Tzedek does that, uh, that doesn't always happen in, in the U.S. is that they're very, very careful about what they buy and getting value and u- using equipment to its fullest and realizing that just because something has all the extra bells and whistles doesn't mean that we need to have it at the hospital. And that's why sometimes they'll make a decision to not bring in a piece of equipment. It's not cost-effective, especially if there's one available somewhere else in the state. And other times they'll say, you know what, there's no choice. We have to have this in the hospital, and it's going to be used X number of times, guaranteed. Right, and they, they had basically that's always been Professor Halevi's job to look at the big picture, and sometimes a specialist will grumble, I really wanted that, and but you know, Halevi will look at it and say, "Say this, it can wait." We, you know, we have our very limited resources that we have to marshal in in, in the right direction. November twentieth, everybody. I know it's a little bit uh, down the road, but circle your calendar. That's the night that Professor Halevi will be honored at Gustavino's in Manhattan. We call it the Heart of Jerusalem dinner in support of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Dr. Howard Svi Goldschmidt is the new president of the American Committee. Um, and he will be, uh, uh, no doubt visiting Shari Tzedek on a regular basis, like, like you have been doing anyway, over the last few years. I'll, I'll be back at the <laughs> hospital at, on Hoshana Rabba for a board meeting. There you go. That Sunday, Hoshana Rabba, you'll be very busy. Yeah. Uh, anything you'd like to add, Dr. Goldschmidt? Well, I just, you know, people ask me about healthcare in Israel all the time. Is right. it the same? Is it as good as in the U.S.? They've heard stories that, the, you know, the hospitals are crowded, the the hotel amenities may not be what they're used to in the U.S., but 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 here here's the bottom line: in Israel, less than eight percent of the gross domestic product is spent on health care. Now that compares to Europe, where 11 to 12 percent of the GDP goes for health care, and the U.S., which is the highest in the world, 16 percent of the GDP goes for health care. But you know, Israel's a small country, and unfortunately, we have to spend a lot of our money on things like Iron Dome that for a country that size is a huge expenditure and cuts into health care costs. So as a result, Israeli medicine has to, with, without a choice, ha- has to ration certain items. And the items that get rationed are uh, elective procedures. People have to wait an extra few weeks in Israel, elective uh, diagnostic testing, uh, a choice in medications, which which I think is actually a good thing. The, 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 the basket that the that the Ministry of Health provides does not give 
20 different drugs available for treatment of hypertension. There's just six drugs, and the doctors know how to use those six drugs very well. That's an example, the number six. Good example. And, you know, it's in the end, the care is excellent in Israel, but it, it, it requires patience. People who are born in Israel grow up understanding this, but for uh, Olim and tourists, it, it, it's just, it can be frustrating that you have to wait. You don't get things right away. Takes getting used to, huh? But if, you know, look, if you're having a stroke, if you're having a heart attack, you get the best care in the world. Right. Simple as that. Well, Shari Tzedek is known for it. There's a website, everybody. You can check out all of this. They have amazing videos, great stories, fantastic articles, and a lot of great things that are going on at Shari Tzedek that are, uh, uh, that are uh, mentioned uh, on the website, go to acsz.org. It's American Committee for Shari Tzedek, acsz.org. And we encourage everybody to get more and more involved. And Dr. Goldschmidt, of course, joins me in um, encouraging everybody to tour Shari Tzedek and to see what's going on when you're in Israel, when you're in Jerusalem. They will make accommodations if you're interested in being a, uh, a supporter of the great work of Shari Tzedek Medical Center. They're doing some amazing things, and as you hear, uh, no matter what they've accomplished until this point, there are always more and more and more projects that are being uh, either considered or are already underway. And the Cancer Center and, of course, the ER expansion are just two great examples of that. So when someone becomes president of a synagogue, we don't know if we should say Mazel Tov or our regrets. What's our reaction when someone becomes president of American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem? I've, 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 I've heard that line and gotten about 50 emails to the same uh, uh, idea. With the same sentiment, huh? No, look, I'm, I'm happy to do the job. Um, you know, I come from a different uh, background than the previous presidents. Uh, right. mo- you know, most of them were biz- business people who were excellent fundraisers. And, uh, you know, I... I I think I might be the first doctor who, in, in the last 20 years who's been the president. Interesting. But my narrative is, is, is interesting, and it's compelling. You know, a, doc, a doctor from the U.S. who uh, works at, at Sharet Tzedek, whose family has a long history with the hospital. So you know, I, in some ways, I feel I was destined for this role. So I, I only hope that I can do as good a job as, as my predecessors. My most immediate predecessor was Debbie Kestenbaum, right. who did a fantastic job over the last three years. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just growing into the job or just starting, so that I have a lot to learn. But uh, I also have a lot to bring to the table because of my understanding of how hospitals work. Dr. Goldschmidt, always a pleasure. And we wish you the best of luck in this new role. We have a feeling you're going to excel at it. Can I just say one last thing? Of course. So, you know, Sharet Tzedek, for, for people in the U.S., I want them to understand this is your community hospital in Jerusalem. This is a top-notch top, uh, teaching hospital, research hospital that's located in our holiest city, and it's under uh, Dati auspices. And there's nothing else like it in the world. And I, I really think that every American Jew who visits Israel and, and, and has strong feelings about Israel and Jerusalem should think about supporting Sharet Tzedek. And this is in addition to the fact that when it comes to people who suffer medical situations as tourists or as new immigrants to Israel who are in the Jerusalem area, they're going straight to Sharet Tzedek. People should keep that in mind as well. Do we have time for one quick story? Sure. So I was at a wedding on uh, Sunday night, and people, people, since I got the job, people come up to me and tell me great stories about Sharet Tzedek mm-hmm. all the time. And they told me about, somebody came up to me and told me a story about uh, a relative through marriage uh, from France uh, 
the rabbi of a small town in France called Annecy near the Swiss border, who's also the Shochet, was in Jerusalem with his 19-year-old son for a family bris milah. And uh, the 19-year-old son got sick. He had an ear infection. He went to uh, the emergency room, and quickly they made a diagnosis of acute myelogenous leukemia, which is a very serious disorder. Right. Now, he's from a, 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 a kind of regional area in France, not near the top hospitals. And here he was at Charet Sedek, and the doctor who's treating him is Professor Jacob Rowe, R-O-W-E, who uh, is an English-born but uh, was uh, uh, started the Bone Marrow Center at University of Rochester and is a professor also at Northwestern and uh, made Aliyah about 10, 15 years ago and is now at Charet Sedek. He is one of the world's experts on acute myelogenous leukemia, and he is t- uh, taking care of this kid. The family decided there was no reason to go back to France. And he's getting what's called induction chemotherapy at Sharet Sedek. So, in a way, the fact that he got sick while he was in Jerusalem was a good thing for him. God works in mysterious ways, and he's getting better care than he ever would get in France. Unbelievable. And and what the family commented up, up, upon was that they in in his hospital room was uh, an Arab kid. Uh, also sick with a hematologic disorder. And the family was just so impressed on how the Sharet Sedek doctors, nurses, and when we're talking about nurses, we're talking about from women with tichels, uh, how they doted on uh, an Arab patient in this hospital and, and what great public relations this should be for what goes on in Israel that people outside don't understand. When we spent a few days in Sharet Tzedek, as you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of winters back, that was one of the impressions that we left with. It was amazing how the staff cares for everybody and takes it very seriously that any human being who walks into that hospital is going to get top-notch care with a tremendous amount of love. And that's a lot to be proud of as a Jewish uh, as Jewish people, to say the least. Uh, Dr. Goldschmidt, we will, uh, we will say mazel tov on your, uh, on your new position as president of the American Committee for Sharet Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. We only have positive things to say about it. Well, so far, I'm enjoying the job. Baruch Hashem. And great having you here. We wish you a Shana Tova and look forward to seeing you November 20th and on other occasions, Bezrat Hashem. Nachum, it's always great to see you. you know, I've been listening to you for over 20 years. Thank you. You've only spent maybe an hour or two with me over the last few years, so this is basically what, what would be called an asymmetric relationship. But every time I see you, I, I, I feel I'm growing closer to you. Well, I appreciate that very much, and it's wonderful having you here. Dr. Howard Svee Goldschmidt, he is the brand-new president of the American Committee for Shared Senate Medical Center in Jerusalem. You are listening to JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.